welcome again to another episode of Lati Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary on deputation to the U.S. Territory of Guam. It is a joy to be here again with you folks today on this fine Monday morning. Uh, just a great time uh, to be with you and a great time to go over today's topic, airline travel tips. Um, these are uh, just a few things that Rebecca and I learned through our different flights. Now, full disclosure before we start with this episode, in no way does this make Rebecca and I experts on air travel or tra- uh, traveling on a plane. No way. Uh, there are I know there are preachers and missionaries who do this 10 times more often than we do. This is just a few things that we learned um, that are going to benefit us next time by learning from these different situations that came up. And maybe it'll help somebody else. Um, these are just five different things that uh, we're going to keep in mind, the situations that we had to learn from. And I am very happy to get to share these with you guys today. Maybe it'll help somebody out. I don't know. Um, Being on deputation, we haven't had to travel on an airplane too often. We've had to do it. I've had to do it one other time before. After Rebecca, uh, after Luke was born for about two weeks, Rebecca couldn't travel with me. So two weeks after Luke was born, I went on the road to uh, first it was not very well planned out. It was my mistake, to be honest. But what I did was I had to drive from Lexi- uh, from Moorhead, Kentucky to Springfield, Missouri, which was about a nine-hour drive. But uh, there I had two meetings. One, uh, both, of one, both of them were actually missions conferences. And then I had to turn around and in one night, within the course of one night, travel from there to Warrington, Virginia, which is right outside of D.C. Um, It was not smart me scheduling that. Uh, Me no have big brain sometime. And, um, well, I never thought, I never really thought about the distance until I saw it on Google Maps. And then Rebecca and I broke down and said, okay, well, uh, there's no way you can make that in one night, which, by the way, I could have made it in one night. Uh, so I had to fly. Um, I've had to fly then for missions. We had to fly one time to New York for a missions uh, conference. But we flew to New York. At that time, I was still working full-time job. And the, the main reason we flew to New York was because her brother was, having, was, be, was getting married up in upstate New York. And that was about a 12-hour drive. I wanted to fly it instead. And I called up a couple of preacher friends of mine while we were uh, before we made the trip and asked if and asked them, "Hey, we're coming up here anyway. Can we just go ahead and turn this into a church meeting?" And they said yes, and uh, praise the Lord, we were able to t- turn that into a church meeting. And so that's uh, that's how we were able to fly those two times. This time was different. This time was to the survey trip and was a lot longer. Total, we spent nearly 22 hours in the air. Um, that not not total round way that's just one way so really we spent about 44 to 45 hours total in the air and uh, it, it was it was something else it was something else to behold I'll tell you what but we uh, we thought we knew we, what we were doing when we were 
uh, about to take the trip. We thought that we had prepared for every outcome, that there was nothing that was going to get in our way. Boy, were we wrong. Um, that's why we've learned several lessons throughout the uh, throughout this time that we're going to, uh, honestly, some of them are, are being turned into podcasts. I'm going to work on recording those later. And uh, Rebecca will be joining me for a few of those. It's going to get interesting. You guys are going to have a fun time hearing some of the stories. But anyway, airline travel tips. This is what Rebecca and I learned on these tips so far. Uh, number one, benefits of an airline reward, rewards credit card. Okay. I know how some people feel about credit cards, but hear me out. This was actually an idea from a missionary I met in Guam, Brother Henderson, Pastor Henderson. He and his wife, uh, basically all the missionaries over on Guam, there's four families, they use a rewards credit card for United Airlines. The reason why is because United Airlines, once a year, will allow you to buy points on their card. It takes about 70,000 points to travel back and forth to Guam. Uh, your average ticket is about two grand. That, that's without using the rewards points. But you can save yourself about five to $800 if during this time period in the year that United does this for their credit card, if you go ahead and just go on their website and buy the rewards points with the credit card and then um, book the tickets that way. So it does help out with Guam. I don't know how it would help out with other countries, but I, if I were you, if I was a missionary going to a faraway country or going to somewhere out of country, I would at least consider getting a rewards card, at least look into it. Once again, you make your own financial decisions. I am not here to tell you to get a credit card or that they're good or not. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just here to tell you in this situation, we have looked into it. We have gotten a rewards credit card for that purpose. And um, because United is the only flight that goes in and out of Guam. Currently, it's the only one. Delta did. Uh, Delta used to, but they... And they pulled out of Guam about five years ago, from my understanding. But United Airlines has a pretty good rewards credit card, and it helps with building up points. And we're trying to save up the points from all the t uh, from all the money on the credit card, which, by the way, we have fully paid off. Uh, we don't really spend a whole much money on that. We just uh, uh, do what we spend on deputation and then pay it off with... Uh, uh, love offerings and whatnot, and we don't spend that much on it anyway. But eventually we hope to have enough points saved up that we'll be able to go ahead and just pay for a ticket outright, a uh, ticket to Guam. That would be helpful, especially with Luke becoming of age here soon uh, in a couple of years. I say here soon. Huh. The kid's grown up so fast. He's already started. He's wanting to walk right now. He's standing up on his own with no support whatsoever, but here I am thinking that he's going to be four years old next week. Anyway, eventually when he does grow up, those tickets are going to cost us some money, and so that's our current plan. 
is to use the rewards credit card to try and help out and pay for that. Um, it was what the uh, the missionaries I talked to, that's what they did. Uh, they they didn't recommend it. They did not recommend it. And that's, I'm going to say the same thing here. I don't recommend getting the credit card. I don't not recommend it. It's up to you. You make your own financial decisions. I am not a financial advisor. So uh, that being said, in our situation, the rewards cards do have benefits. They really do. Uh, they help out earning more mileage. And those uh, that mileage can help you get a cheaper ticket in the long run. Uh, one on a one-way ticket to Guam costs about $1,900. It's not cheap. Getting over there is not cheap. Um, back in the early 2000s, I, if I remember correctly, you could get them for about $1,400 to $1,500. So it's gone up about $500 since then. And I we had to pay for me and Rebecca and Luke. All in all, the, the flights, by the time we were done costs us about four, four and a half grand, just, just in total in tickets. And I'm, I'm trying to find a way to make that cheaper in the long run. So the airline rewards credit cards do have benefits. I would advise to at least look into them, but you know, number two, surviving TSA. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Everyone's favorite airport security organization, TSA. Listen, I love TSA. The guys at TSA, the men and women there, they work hard. I understand they have a hard job. They got to be there all hours of the day. But anyone who's flown any amount of time will tell you that there are some TSAs that are just awful. Now, I will tell you this. The TSA out of Hawaii is actually pretty good. We had to stop there on a layover, and I'll, I'll get over to that story here soon. But we had to stop there on a layover on our way to Guam and um, and on our way back. They're pretty good. They got us through pretty quickly. The Guam TSA, um, <laughs> Guam's TSA is hilarious. They're strict. They follow the TSA guidelines, don't get me wrong, but they just don't care. They have a very lax attitude, very lax um, now, don't get me wrong. They are still pretty strict on the rules. They'll do what TSA is required to do, but they're pretty chill about things. They don't try and rush you through the line. Uh, they'll watch you, but uh, they don't try and rush you through the line, especially if they see that you're holding four carry-on bags, a car seat, and your wife is holding your 10-month-old son, and you guys are having a bit of a, 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 bit of a rough day. They'll understand that. So they're actually pretty good. Um, it's important for you as the traveling missionary, if you're going to go through an airline to be ready for TSA, if you've never flown on a plane, TSA is kind of, let me try and describe it. TSA is kind of like, um, emptying your cart at the Walmart checkout in less than 20 seconds, uh, having it all scanned and then bag it and put it all back together in less than about 40 seconds. You have to do all that in that time. Um, a little bit of exaggeration, but kind of not as well. Uh, TSA can be very hectic. TSA is a very uh, easy place to get things lost or get things misorganized. Um, you've got to have your head on straight when you're going through TSA. You need to be prepared for it. It just it can it doesn't come out of nowhere. 
but you being prepared for it, like, okay, at TSA, they require you take anything with a uh, lithium battery out, out. So if I was bringing my laptop bag, which I bring my laptop bag with me on flights with my laptop in it, guess what? My laptop has to be taken out of the bag and put in its own separate c- container. Well, they don't tell you that until you get up to TSA checkpoint. So there you are scrambling at the last second to get everything that has a battery out and put it in its own separate container. It helps if you know that rule beforehand and you go ahead and get things ready to be taken out. That way you're not just standing there holding up the line. You're good to go and you've got things going. By the way, they're going to demand you take your shoes, belt, wallet, anything in your pockets, um, your car seat is going to be a little bit of a tricky, a tricky issue um, if you're bringing that with you. However, TSA will understand that. They'll help you through it. Which, by the way, uh, brief shout out to the Cincinnati, uh, to the Cincinnati uh, CNG, I think it is, the Cincinnati airport that's in Kentucky, that one. Um, brief shout out to their TSA. They're awesome. That's one of the best TSAs I have ever been through. And they're good people. They know what they're doing, but they're uh, they're polite about it. So shout out to them. They're good. But anyway, it helps if you are prepared. It helps if you at least have somewhat of an idea what is about to happen and that you're not slow, that you're not going to take your time, that you you realize, okay, your time, you're wasting other people's time if you're just being slow about it. So be quick, but make sure you're not so quick you start forgetting things because I would hate for you to mi- uh, to miss your laptop and board your plane and find out, oh my goodness, I left my laptop over at TSA. Yeah, that's not good. That's called good luck getting that back. But just be careful with TSA. Be prepared with what TSA can do and what TSA is like. Just be prepared. All, all of these points just boil down to the simple fact to be prepared. Um, we've got to be prepared for everything. If you're going to travel, if you're going to make a trip of any, of any type whatsoever, you need to be prepared for it. Uh, the Bible talks about letting all things be done decently and in order. It's important to be prepared. Anyway, number three, keep things organized in your luggage. Well, hey, there you go. Um, with us traveling with Luke, it was vital that we kept everything organized in our luggage so that we could find it quickly. If he needed if he needed diapers, we needed to know which bag that was in and how to get to it and make it easily accessible. If he needed a toy, if he needed something else, um, it was important that we kept everything easily accessible. Was this easy? Not really, no. But you have to prioritize what you're going to need on the flight and what you're going to need on your layover. So basically, what can you bring with you past TSA? What can you bring with you as a carry-on flight? If you can only pack things in one bag, then everything needs to be priority. There should be no luxury item in that in that bag. It should all be priority. Um, that's what we did. Everything we brought, we had mm, we had three bags that we brought with us as carry-on to the plane. And in all three bags, they were all priority items. Uh, Books, the laptop, um, different missions work we could get done, and 
honestly, two bags of the stuff was Luke's, was our son's. And um, just to keep him occupied because we were worried about him. We were worried uh, because, you know, everyone hears about the horror stories of infants and babies on planes. And uh, parents, you never want to be one of those parents who has uh, a loud kid on a plane. You just don't want you just don't want to be that parent. And that was us. We didn't want to be that parent. Now, understandably, though, little side topic, you got to understand with these kids going on these planes. Yes, I understand some stories. These kids are brats. But you got to understand, these kids are on a plane. That's not an easy task. It's barely an easy task for an adult. But these kids with these ears that aren't fully developed... They're having to take the cabin pressure. They're having to take being in a small space for so much time. Having to take all these people around, these new smells, all this, new, all these new experiences for hours on end. So to be honest, I don't blame these kids for sometimes overreacting. If I was in their shoes, I probably would too. I have almost overreacted on flight several times. But anyway... Uh, keeping things organized in your luggage can help you prevent something like that. If your kid needs a diaper change, guess what? You can get your diaper and wipes and diaper and uh, rash cream and whatever else you need out within 2.5 seconds, and you're good to go, run off to the bathroom, fix it, and come back. Um, It all depends on how well you've organized. Organization is key to a long flight. Um, With our son, our longest flights were from Hawaii to Guam and then uh, Hawaii to Denver. Uh, Those were our two longest flights. And those flights, oh my goodness, those, uh, those were awful. I don't like Hawaii. Not the people. The people on Hawaii are pretty cool. It's just the way Hawaii has everything built, has everything done. The bureaucracy in Hawaii is unbearable. But anyway, those flights did not go easy. They were not easy flights. But it helped that we had things organized in such a way that we could get to things we needed. Uh, We needed a small pillow for my wife to lay her head down while my son was asleep. Guess what? It was the first thing attached to my laptop bag. We grabbed it. There you go. You want drinks? Oh, it's in the third bag. There you go. You want some small bags? Uh, some small snacks, it's in the third bag. And we popped it open, it was there. So it's very important to keep things organized in the luggage that you have. If you're not bringing that much luggage, make sure, prioritize. Prioritize in all of your luggage. But ask yourself, do I really need to bring this on a flight? Uh, Is this going to break on a flight? Can it survive uh, uh, transportation? Can it survive all this? Just ask yourself, What can I organize in my luggage? Number four, make time for layovers. Okay, so the reason why I say this, the reason why we chose our flights, the specific flights to Hawaii, from Hawaii to Guam and from Hawaii to Denver, were because we were supposed to stop, on the first flight we were supposed to stop and have a two-hour layover, and the second stop we were supposed to have a a two-and-a-half-hour layover. I thought, okay, well, that'll be perfect, and that'll be enough time for Luke to get a diaper change, for him to get some rest and get ready to go on the next plane. We can sit down, take a break, enjoy the sights of Hawaii, and just get ready for the next flight. 
oh, no, sir, that is not what happened. So we ended up going and getting to the airport in Hawaii. Um, they ended up moving his luggage, Luke's car seat and stroller off to the opposite side of the airport. We had to go get that. There were trouble. Uh, there was trouble getting that because they had lost it when it had gotten on the flight. Uh, we got back. They refused to board us because Luke didn't have a boarding pass, even though that was a problem due to the Cincinnati airport computers. So you had to look under my wife's profile to see his boarding pass, but they wouldn't let Luke on unless he had a physical boarding pass. And by the time everything was said and done, we got on the plane within four minutes of takeoff. Within four minutes of it pulling out of the airport, we got on the plane. That was two hours went to four minutes. Four minutes. So, granted, um, maybe some of that stuff wouldn't have happened and we could have just sat down for a little bit, grabbed a bite to eat and, you know, enjoyed our time. Or maybe next time I should just go ahead and get like a three and a half hour layover or a five hour layover in Hawaii and just kind of, you know, uh, not do any of that. It's all up for next time, but um, I don't know how to handle it otherwise. Just giving yourself more time and layover. That situation turned out to be awful. And Luke... Oh, that poor kid got on the next plane, and he started screaming. He started screaming. Once again, I was understandable because this kid didn't have a break. Uh, but he did not take that flight well at all. But that was two hours burned up and turned into four minutes. Then from the flight from Guam to Hawaii, from Hawaii to Denver, we got to Hawaii from Guam, and we were supposed to have a two-and-a-half-hour layover. I was thinking to myself, well, surely, surely we would get some time to ourselves this time. There's no way that we were going to have a repeat of our first time in Hawaii. Well, sure enough, we had something worse than a repeat. I did not fully understand at the time that Guam is a U.S. territory. I knew that, but here, here comes the kicker. Guam is a U.S. territory. That means when you fly from Guam to Hawaii, Hawaii is a U.S. state. Whenever you fly into a state from out of country, which technically Guam is classified as out of country, you have to go through customs again. So we went through customs in Guam. Then we had to go get all of our luggage. Once we uh, landed in Hawaii, we had to get all of that luggage, round it all up, go through customs all over again, then take our carry-ons and go through TSA all over again and then and then by the time we were done our flight i am not kidding you this is what happened our flight was on the other side of the airport it was on the exact other side of where tsa was by the time we got there we had about six minutes to board the plane and we had enough time for one of us to use the restroom that was it. We thought we had gotten there in plenty enough time and that we could sit down and take a break. Nope, they were boarding. Like they were finishing boarding up. We were, we were the exact last people to board that plane. 
two and a half hours, two and a half hours were all burned up trying to get through customs in TSA again. Now you see why I don't like Hawaii, or at least the government of Hawaii. I'm not a fan. Um, let's, uh, my, which is funny. My wife was joking. Becca was joking around with me. Uh, she said, you know, I know we'll never have enough money to vacation in Hawaii someday. But if we ever had the money to vacation in Hawaii, we're not doing it. We'll go someplace else, but we're not doing that. And you know what? I wouldn't do it anyway uh, with the way everything's, everything is there. But please, if you don't take anything else out of this, at least take this away from it. Make time for layovers. If you're going to have a flight that is longer than five or six hours, you need to have a layover afterwards that is long enough for you and your family to recuperate and get ready for the next flight. So please take time for layovers. And number five, most important lesson that we learned and that uh, honestly it's a good lesson. Keep your head. Things are going to happen. Um, There's going to be stress. There's going to be babies yelling on the plane. You're going to be screamed uh, screamed at and cussed at by little Asian women because you accidentally stepped in front of them. That actually did happen. Uh, one of the flight attendants is going to throw a water bottle at your wife and end up hitting your uh, 10-month-old son in the head. That actually did happen. Um, things are going to happen. You, But the important thing for you to do, especially when you're in transit like this on a very long trip, keep your head. Your mission, your main objective is to get from point A to point B. There's going to be a lot that happens in between point A and point B. Keep your head. Don't let let your emotions override your logic. Fear, discouragement, anger, none of them are good when it comes to building a plan. None of them benefit you in in, in the time of need. Yes, they some of those can be good motivators, but none of them benefit you. You need to actually sit and think. Sometimes to sit and think about what's going to happen ahead is when you're actually on the flight. When I was on the flight from Cincinnati to Chicago, the biggest thought in my head was, okay, I know the Chicago airport. uh, This is where the terminal is going to be. So I need to be at this terminal. We need to head directly over there because it was a 20-minute walk. And if you've ever been in the Chicago airport you know that a 20-minute walk is easily going to turn into a 45 to an hour walk. Just how it is. It's a huge airport. Um, If you go to Atlanta, and this is the case in most, if not all, airports, but if you go to Atlanta, if you're in one side of the airport and your plane that you need to be in is in the other side and it leaves in about 20 minutes, okay, do not walk it. There is a train on underground there's an underground train that goes under the airport go find that train go board it you will get to your destination in 10 minutes or less it is a very quick moving train you will be fine but it's important to think about these things and plan ahead keep your head things will happen you will get angry boy did i want to remount that uh airline attendant that hit my son with a water bottle but you know what I didn't do that. Instead, when I got home, I called the customer service and reported him and the rest of the crew. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I have no clue what happened, but, you know, th- that's what he gets for hitting my son with a water bottle in the head. But things are going to happen. You need to keep your head. Had, had I done what my natural fleshly instinct was to do at that moment when that flight attendant did, did that, I'd have been kicked off all United Airlines and I would never be able to board again because I was not thinking any good Christian thoughts. I'll admit that. Um, I was thinking, okay, how many times do I need to deck this guy? Can I deck him? Is that even allowed? But uh, then I started wondering who was going to stop me. But anyway, that's never that's never a good thing to do on a plane. But you need to keep your head. Do not let anger, fear, especially if you're going to be on a 22-hour flight rotation. You're going to be tired. You're going to be angry. You're going to be hangry, which is hungry and angry combined. You're going to be all of these things altogether. You are not going to feel the same as you would if you had just woken up from a 22-hour sleep. You're going to be deprived of 22 hours. The human body is not meant to do that without you getting angry at least one time. Um, Emotions are going to rise, and they're going to rise quick. Just keep them in check. Remember, and I had to keep this in mind. I had to keep this in mind a lot. Going there, going to Guam, and going back. What was the main objective? The main objective was to get to Guam, to find out the sur- uh, to f- start the survey trip, finish said survey trip, see people saved, lead them to Christ, and be a, uh, follow what God told me to do. What that entails is me to be a good Christian, not just over there, but on my way there. So would it have been a good, good thing for my testimony if people had seen me deck a flight attendant? Would it have been a good thing? I'm not saying that to be a coward. And I wasn't a coward. I'm not a coward. I'm just saying it was not the smart thing at the time. Think with your head, not with your heart, not with your emotions. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Don't think with it. Hollywood says to do that, and it's not smart. I mean, look at Hollywood. Look at how many husbands and wives they go through on a daily basis. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But things are going to happen. Keep your head. Everything is going to be okay. As long as you have things, there's only so much planning you can do. You can't plan for every eventuality. You just can't. Things are going to happen that you don't expect. Uh, One of my favorite stories regarding that was when a, a German general looked at another German officer, and the German officer had just given the general his plan and the general tells him, just, uh, just remember, this is a military operation. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Exactly. Nothing is going to go according to plan. Something is going to happen that you did not see come. And that happened to us quite a bit on the trip. But thankfully, God got us through it. And it was a blessing. It really was. It was 44 hours flight time. But... It was a blessing. We got to see some people saved out of it. We got to see people brought to church. We got to see our missions, our future missions field. And we just got to, and we got to hang out with missionaries over there and see what God is doing on the island of Guam, which was the mission in the first place. So thank you for joining us here today as we have just gone over airline travel tips. I pray that this is a blessing to you all, and I can't wait to see you all again Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning for Word Wednesday. Thank you very much. God bless you all. 
and have a great day.